It was after that, when he needed something to fill the huge void in his life, that he set himself the goal of opening his own restaurant, which would have traditional English dishes alongside a small menu of carefully chosen Italian food. To achieve his dream, he took every extra shift he could get in the hotel to earn money to add to his savings, most of which had come from the unexpectedly good insurance payment he received when Anna died. Maria went straight to the table she liked by the window. She dropped her bag on the floor, shifting it under the table with her foot. Then she went across to the small cloakroom and took her school coat off and placed it on one of the hangers. She smoothed her long, dark hair down, then made her way towards the kitchen, wondering which staff would be on for the night. There were usually three in by now, not counting her father, who always worked front of house, but helped in the kitchen when they were busy. Two or three of the waiting staff would be due in soon. Ah, Marietta. Franco, the restaurant chef, and her godfather greeted her warmly, calling her by her pet name. He put his meat cleaver down on the worktop and came towards her, arms outstretched as though he hadn't seen her for an age. And how is the little ballerina? Hungry and tired after going straight to ballet from school, Maria said, making a face. But I suppose I'll survive. Franco hugged her and kissed her on both cheeks, as he had done since she was a little girl. Although Franco came from Florence, and Leo from a small village near Lake Garda, they were like brothers. They had first met when they were both lodging in the same house in Ancoats, the area of Manchester known as Little Italy, due to the number of Italians living there. Leo went straight into hotel work, while Franco started off working in a local shop owned by Italians. The landlady was an old widow called Mrs Nardini, who loved having the boys to look after, since her family were all grown up and married. She made them Italian dishes, which reminded them of the mothers they had left back home, and hot chocolate, and on special occasions gave them small glasses of Italian liqueurs. When Franco was in the house during the long winter evenings, he asked Mrs Nardini to show him how to do some of her basic pasta and pizza recipes. He progressed to cooking several evenings a week, until, encouraged by Leo, he started going to night classes to learn English cooking skills as well, and gained certificates which would help him find work in a restaurant. A year or so later after arriving, Franco was working in the busy restaurant in the city centre, while the ambitious Leo had moved to become restaurant manager in the Palace Hotel. They often sat up late at night drinking coffee and helping each other with their command of the English language although Leo always had a better grasp of it than his friend and was more confident in conversation with the customers at work. On those nights, they also shared their hopes for the future, and it became understood that when Leo was in the position to open his own restaurant, Franco would be in charge of the kitchen. The two men had spent many nights discussing how the restaurant would be run, when it was only a dream. It was decided that the main part of the menu would be English, to suit the local customers they expected to frequent it. But they hoped that requests for Italian food would gradually increase, as their customers became braver in trying out their pasta and meat dishes. Years later, when Leonardo's was opened, their careful approach had worked. And as the diners got used to the smell of the Italian herbs and sauces, a number of them were known to order only from the Italian section. 
The restaurant had also become a favourite place with the Italian community, who booked it for weddings, funerals and christenings. Maria wandered around the kitchen now to have a quick word with Vincent, the quiet sous-chef, and Johnny, the local boy, who was the new commie chef. Although Johnny's family were Manchester born and bred, he had grown up in Ancoats, and something of the culture had rubbed off on him. His open appreciation of the Italian music and food had won Leo over, and he had chosen him from several other candidates when interviewing for the vacancy of apprentice chef. From what she already knew about males, Maria could tell that the confident Johnny had an eye for the girls. He was always laughing and teasing the waitresses, young and old, and she knew he would have been more forward with her if her father hadn't been the boss. Where's Dad? Maria asked now. Leo had to go out. Franco's voice was low, but he said he will be back very soon.